Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Thank you for joining me once again. Do not forget to follow me on the Twitter and the gram, as the kids say these days. At RMK Madness, yes, and I'm on the tubes as well. You can find my writings at playerprofiler.com. That's right. Articles and such. What's it, the stupid chair is getting all creaky. Goodness, goodness gracious. Anyways, I hope everyone had a great weekend. Yes, crazy couple of days of football. World Series is here. It's so exciting. I mean, really not that excited. I'm not a super baseball fan, but I have enjoyed the playoffs this year. And I'm a little surprised that in the craziness of 2020, we've we've not had more... I guess, surprises sports-wise. I mean, the Lakers won the title. The two number one teams in baseball are in the World Series, the Rays and the Dodgers. And, you know, just seems kind of predictable. You thought it'd be crazier, right? And what happens if the Rays win the, the fucking World Series? You got the Rays? The Lightning already won the Stanley Cup? What if the Bucks go on to win the Super Bowl? Like, Tampa Bay Super Sports Town of 2020. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I don't know. (laughs) Lots to chat about. So let's go ahead and get into the most recent of action, our Monday games. Because you can't really say Monday night games. Because one was pretty much, it was in the afternoon for me. Like, shit started early. And that would be the Chiefs and the Bills. That's right. Kansas City at Buffalo. Chiefs take this one, 26-17. Clyde Edwards, hilarious, 161 yards on the eve of Le'Veon Bell playing because apparently with the whole COVID restriction things, he was not able to play until next week. Sounds like next week we will see Le'Veon Bell. But way to make yourself known, Mr. Clyde Edwards, hilarious, before Bell shows up. Demarcus Robinson kind of led the receivers with 5 for 69 and But he had no touchdowns as Travis Kelsey took both of them. Five for 65 and two touchdowns for him, for Mr. Kelsey. Definitely the tight end one right now. Well, Kittle. Kittle and Kelsey just be killing it. Lev Bell, like I said, hopefully we'll see him next week. We'll see what that does to the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire percentage of share. The snap share. That's what I meant to say. Percentage of share. What the fuck am I talking about? (laughs) Oh, man, I'll tell you what part of the problem is. Okay, I done recorded the first two segments of this podcast once already. Yeah. But see, I got a certain fan over there for certain things, and I forgot to turn the motherfucker off. And so all you could hear, you could hear the pod. You could hear the You could hear me talking. You could hear all the stuffs like normal. But you could also hear... Mm, So, I'm a bit out of sorts because I've had to redo the whole fucking podcast so far. Anyway. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. What a night. What a night. What a night for, or day, afternoon, I should say, for Mr. Josh Allen. Not very good. 122 yards. He did get two touchdowns, but an interception. There were, Buffalo doesn't really have a run game, and their defense is struggling. So I would say that is a lot to put on Josh Allen. So you've got to give him some more help with the run game. And the defense has got to get better. 
but this is definitely a worry. You start off, if you're the Bills, 4-0. Now, we can debate about the quality of those wins, because the Rams seem to be pretty up and down. The Raiders seem to be solid. And then the Jets and the Dolphins. The Dolphins, again, another up and down team. So, it's hard to tell exactly the quality of their wins. But their losses, well, they've come against the better teams in the NFL. So that has to be a concern. Uh, and I say this as someone who used to root for the fucking Vikings. And under Zimmer, that's what they do. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat and then lose against the good teams. And that's why they don't ever fucking get anywhere in the playoffs except for beating the also fraudulent New Orleans Saints. Just my opinion. Just saying. So, might be a little concerned about the Bills here. Just saying. Fantasy-wise, I'm sure you'll still get numbers from Josh Allen and probably Stephon Diggs. But that's about all there is to take from there, right? I would say. And the Monday night game, Arizona at Dallas. You had a Christian Kirk sighting. Finally, finally, two for 86 and two touchdowns. Thank you. He's getting dogged a lot. I had a lot of people, you know, trying to lowball offer me for Christian Kirk. And it's like, hey, I like this dude. I know he's not doing much now, but it'll be fine. But you see, you know, there was a lot of Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins early on in the season, which I didn't expect. I'll be honest. I was one of those who was like, there's no way he's going to be able to do what he did in Houston. There's, Arizona's, They're going to spread the ball around more. But as you can see, past couple of weeks, you know, we saw a few weeks ago, Andy Isabella getting involved. We're starting to see Christian Kirk now healthy get involved. The team is starting to really come together and find its groove. And I think this is big things for this Arizona offense the rest of the season. That's right. That's right. Speaking of Kyler Murray, 188 and two touchdowns passing. But he had 74 yards and a touchdown rushing. So good for Kyler Murray. And Drake. Kenyon Drake finally had a fucking game. 164 yards, two touchdowns. It's about time. Now, we all know. I'm not the biggest believer in Drake. But there's no way he should have been as bad in a lot of the games that as, as, as he's been this year, considering what he was able to do last year. But again, the offense is starting to really find its stride. I think this could be good for Kenyon Drake as well. Now, the Dallas Cowboys. Nope. Nope, not good. Not good with Andy Dalton at all. Not uh, not doing the red rifle thing. More like a red stifle, if you ask me. He's just uh, yeah, a bit stifling, I would say. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Zeke can't fumble the ball twice. That's not going to help the situation. But <laughs> you do have to be a little bit concerned. Another Another team to be concerned about. Now, I'm sure this will get better. Give Dalton a few games to get in there, you know, get going, and really get in his groove. And, you know, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, they both still went over 75 yards. Cooper had a touchdown. So the, the, the things will be okay. But it's a little bit worrisome right now. And I was certainly wrong that the, there was going to be not much of a drop-off with, uh, with the red stifle in there because I, I really thought... Yeah, it, it wouldn't get that bad, but it was kind of bad. <laughs> With that said, let's get into, uh, you know, the rest of the week six action, and uh, we'll start it with, you know, where else I was wrong. What the fuck? <laughs>
week six of madness. So it was a crazy week. Got some stuff right, got some stuff wrong. But there was some fun football, man. There really was. There was also some not fun football. What I tell you, what I tell you about that Giants Redskins game, that was a load of crap. A load of crap. <laughs> but anyway, what? Blah, 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 blah. See, I'm doing that shit all the <laughs> As I said, I am a little bit stifled myself, just as Andy the Red Stifled Dalton was on Monday night, because I had to re record the damn thing. I'm telling you, I'm going to get on track. I'm going to be all right. I'm just a little out of sorts. I'm good, though. I'm, we're good. We're good. Getting into fall. I'm also, I've just been, I've been very mucousy and stuff. I did that. That's not helping. And I got, I got really bad seasonal allergies. So when the weather is, starts a changing, I get all sorts of fucked up. And, and we're just in that stage now, really getting into fall. Things are cooling down in here in Colorado. And I love that. I do. But it brings out the worst of my fucking allergies. And it drives me nuts. So I'm all sorts of out of sorts for many reasons. Multiple reasons. It's frightening. Oh, fall. It's going to be a crazy fall this 2020. You know, I'm as I've said many a times, I'm still waiting for the fucking aliens. If you see, you can't see it if you're on the pod. If you're just listening. But if you're watching on the tubes, you can see I got this alien black light poster. It says, take me to your dealer. And I just want to say, hey, aliens, you don't need a dealer. You just come to Colorado. Just come here. Come here, baby. Come to Colorado. It's we got places you could just buy it. You don't need a dealer, per se. You just, you know, you, you do need, I guess, a medical marijuana card, which, which could be that could be complicated, uh, being as, as that you're not from Colorado, you know, because that's kind of how shit works here. Anyway, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, 2020. I mean, we got to be careful with the pandemic because see this is supposed to be one of the most lovely times of year you have the holidays you have halloween i love me some fucking halloween you have thanksgiving who doesn't love thanksgiving i love thanksgiving turkey and football that's what it's with that so that and then you get christmas and i'm not gonna lie i love me some christmas because i enjoy watching my boys have a great time unwrapping their gifts and the, the looks on their faces and the, ah, I got this. And it's, it's just, it's so rewarding. And then even more rewarding is, is afterwards getting to play with their toys myself. Because they get these fucking Minecraft characters and they are badass, let me tell you. I'm just, uh, toys are so much cooler now. I'm just so jealous. I can't help. And yes, I'm a bit of a kid at heart. But a large part of it is I'm fucking envious that the toys weren't this fucking cool when I was a kid. When they start playing Legos, man, I will sit and build for two hours Legos. Build my shit, because I love it. I like toys. <laughs> ah, anyway. Anyway. All the holidays. It's it's wonderful. It is. But, those are going to be a little bit scary this year. Because still, not everybody taking shit seriously with the pandemic and everything and and then and then we have no idea what's going to happen with the fucking election and 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 when it comes to the pandemic the holidays are going to bring people out shopping family get-togethers this is the kind of shit that will super spread this fucking virus 
And people have to take into account, we cannot do herd immunity. The logistics, it's impossible. Eight to nine million people would have to die for us to hit that threshold. We would collapse just if anything because of the hospitals being overrun. And I'll point out again, they're, they're already have gone through so much shit and doctors and nurses die because they don't have the proper PPE and, uh, and uh, oh, but yeah, uh, 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 the cops do. Cops are plenty fucking set up to deal with protesters. But when it comes to a pandemic, doctors, nurses struggling to get PPE. That's, that, that's not what our country should be like. And I'm not trying to get all political. Sorry, sorry. I'm just, fall is normally a lovely time for me. The allergy shit aside. And 2020's got it all fucked up. And I'm a little bothered by it. And again, I'm all out of sorts, so I'm just now I'm just fucking rambling. So let's get back. Let's pull it back. I digress. If you would like to hear more of my thoughts on social issues and things like that, please turn in, tune in, I should say, to my miscellaneous debris podcast, which you can find on Twitter and everywhere else you find this one. Now, where I was wrong for weeks. You suck, you jackass. Yeah. Carolina Panthers had a pretty bad day. And hey, the Chicago defense is playing well, and that Carolina defense is still young and still, you know, work in progress, so maybe I didn't take enough of that into consideration, but I really did think the offense was really clicking, and they struggled. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, still solid. No touchdowns, though, and it was just kind of a rough game for the group, but... I'm not giving up hope on them. I'm sure they're going to be fine. Let's see how they do in week seven. I also was wrong about uh, the Rams sandblasting the 49ers, I believe is how I put it. Sandblasting the 49ers. And no, that didn't happen at all. As a matter of fact, Jimmy G bounced back, had a hell of a game. George Kittle tore it up. Jimmy G even hit both his young receivers, Debo Samuel and Brendan Ayuk, for touchdowns. Bad news, the only bad news for them really was losing Raheem Mostert, and we'll get into that in the infirmary. But the Niners look good. They look more like what they were supposed to be this year. They look more of what they looked like last year. Meanwhile, the Rams continue their inconsistency where they look damn good one game and not so good the next. You could put that on some of the defense, but there is something going on with that offense too. Very inconsistent. Cause for concern. It's very suspect, I would say. And where the fuck was Cam Akers? Where the fuck was Cam Akers? Mr. Coach Sean McVay, who said I need to get him more involved. Well, you did a terrible job this week. Just saying. I also said to play your dolphins, play your fins, but Mike Gusecki gave you a big donut. That was no good. Miles Gaskin wasn't terrible, but I expected more out of Preston Williams, who did get a touchdown, but on not very many yards of catches. And Devontae Parker did okay, but then he got hurt. And, yeah, yeah. Expected more, I guess, from the Dolphins. So I'll, I'll take that. But ha, there was some areas, and actually I did really good this week, some areas where I was right. And we'll begin with Atlanta, Minnesota. Now, I did think that Madison and Gurley would be okay options this week, and they weren't. 
But you know me, I'm not big on either one of them to begin with, but it really was kind of a shootout. I mean, Atlanta just did a bunch of shooting out. <laughs> and then Minnesota did a, a little bit of shooting out itself during garbage time. And you had Justin Jefferson for the Vikings, nine catches, 166 yards, two touchdowns, Julio Jones. And you see that? Justin Jefferson, J.J., Julio Jones, J.J. Julio Jones went eight for 137 and two. Similar stat lines. They both killed it for their teams. But really, Calvin really did okay. Adam Thielen did okay. So the pass catchers turned out all right in the game. Just not the running backs. But a running back that did turn out all right, who I spoke very highly of, was DeAndre Swift. He came in, 14 carries, 116 yards, two touchdowns. Thank you very much. Good game for DeAndre Swift. I was not the only one who called it, but there was a group of us. Maybe not a group of us. Yeah, we'll just call it a group of us that did believe this was what was going to happen. And it happened. Just a little pat on the back. That's all. That's all. Travis Fulgham had another good day. 6.75 and 1. 75 yards in a touchdown. So, I do believe... Carson Wentz rather likes Travis Fulgham, and I do think that even when Alshon Jeffrey comes back, if he ever does, there's a good chance we still see Fulgham, because how good will Alshon Jeffrey be when he does come back? He wasn't that good before he got hurt. And Deshaun Jackson, I don't have any trust anymore over the past couple of years. I finally was never a D-Jax fan, finally got him on a couple of my rosters when he went back to the Eagles, and he was great in that first game back, and then he got hurt and nothing. And now he's doing, in two years back with the Eagles, he's doing more of nothing. And I'm fed up with him, and I don't have any faith that he'll ever be able to get rid of the hamstring issues. So, I could see the Eagles continuing to employ Travis Fulgham. Maybe Greg Ward takes a seat, but I think they like their rookies too. John Hightower's been seeing action. So, we'll see how it goes. But I don't know how much impact Djax or Alshon make when they get back. I guess we'll find out. I'm probably wrong. Alshon Jeffrey will probably come out and smoke it his first game. <laughs> I was also right about the Colts bouncing back. But Marcus Johnson and Trey Burton, I didn't call that. I figured it'd be more like, you know, T.Y. and and good Jonathan Taylor game. And, and so in that respect, I was a little bit off. But I do did feel that the Colts would bounce back and it looked bleak for a minute there because they were getting their ass handed to them by the Bengals, but they came back and won. Good for them. The Titans, I said the Titans, we're going to have another good game, specifically A.J. Brown and King Henry, and they did. A.J. Brown, 5 for 56 and two touchdowns. Meanwhile, Derrick Henry goes over 200 yards, two touchdowns, adds a couple catches for over 50 yards. He just destroyed it yesterday, or a couple days ago. What day was that? Sunday. <laughs> so, King Henry, we salute you yet again for being awesome. Just awesome. King awesomeness, Derrick Henry. Yes. Yes. And some additional highlights. Some additional highlights for week six. Some other stuff I noticed through the games. We did have an A.J. Green sighting. Eight for 96, although... T. Higgins went 6 for 125. So still, if you ask me, going to be the main guy there. But, hey, it was good to see A.J. after, you know, 
being the fucking laughing stock of the shit last week because he basically ran away from the defender who intercepted the ball. It was if you've not seen that video, go look it up. Ball gets intercepted. AJ Green starts running after the back who the quarterback who intercepted it and started running it back. And then the guy started towards veering back towards AJ Green, and AJ Green took off like in the other direction. Like he wanted nothing to do with trying to tackle that dude. So, a little bit of redemption for Mr. A.J. Green. Also had a Gronk sighting in the Tampa Bay-Green Bay game, Battle of the Bay game. He went 5 for 78-1. and one. And the Bucks rolled. The Bucks rolled the Packers. I thought this would be much more of a shootout. But Rojo, he went down for 113 and two touchdowns. Seems to have a grasp on the running back job for the moment. And easy to do. Uh, when you just got the rookie and LaShawn McCoy, and then, oh yeah, Leonard Fournette's been banged up. So, <clears throat> we'll see what happens when a fully healthy Leonard Fournette can add to the team. But I do believe he's the lead guy, probably, in, unless, you know, Fournette goes crazy. I do think Fournette will come in and take some away. But unless Fournette starts to go crazy, it does look like Rojo's backfield. It does, it does. And what the fuck, Green Bay? What the fuck, Aaron Rodgers? You know, Aaron Rodgers came out, had that first touchdown, and he did that little that little thrust. Hey, I know you can't see me do it. You probably don't want to see me do it, to be honest. But he did that little thrust thing, and then they just got throttled from there on out. <laughs> and they did shit. So, that was a hell of a dud. We'll just chalk that up to a bad game from a otherwise usually pretty damn good Green Bay offense. But hey, you also remember that that Tampa Bay defense is no joke either. Something to keep in mind. And the, the Packers did lose Bakhtiari early. Stud lineman. So that can start fucking with you. And what the fuck, Browns? Speaking of what the fuck. What the fuck, Browns? Now, it sounds like Kevin Stefanski pulled Baker Mayfield because he was afraid of re-injury. He didn't look the same out there, that he was still hurt. And I could buy that. If your ribs are fucked up, it makes it hard to throw. But then why out there in the first place? I just don't get it. And they did not look good. But the Steelers, they look damn good. They look for real. And I don't know what to say about Juju or Deontay Johnson. Because to me, it looks like Ben Roethlisberger loves him some Chase Claypool. And hey, James Washington has quietly been getting targets. And he was the second leading receiver this year, this week and got a touchdown. So I think this is going to be a dangerous offense. And they've got multiple weapons. And I'm sure Juju will have a game. And that'll be the tough thing for fantasy is once they're fully healthy and they have, you know, Deontay Johnson out there. I mean, I'm, it does look like Claypool's kind of the guy right now. But you got to imagine, they also like Deontay Johnson. He's going to get involved at some point. James Washington they seem to like. I mean, are they just really going to do this to Juju? I mean, so, it's going to be a tough offense to figure out, but dangerous, lots of weapons. James Conner had another game. Good game, he went over 100. So, whew, Pittsburgh, Arizona, a couple of teams to really end the Bucs, and the Bucs, hey, invest, and the Titans, for fuck's sake. Good offenses to be invested in right now. That's right. The New England offense, not so much. They seem to be struggling. And I think they'll get it figured out. 
because Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, they're great coaches. They'll get this shit figured out. But they did have a rough time Sunday. And, you know, the Broncos, they have pieces, right? But they've also have so much so many injuries with Von Miller down all the offensive pieces down like there's so much shit going on with this team yet they're resilient and they fight every week and we finally got to see Drew Locke and you would think this is a game where the New England defense is going to be able to do some damage and the only time they could really do damage was keep the Broncos from getting in the red zone and then the Patriots offense just could not get anything going and that's a good Denver defense but you got to wonder what the hell's going on here now out of any offense that would seem to be struggling right now Jacksonville comes to mind Dallas of course I'm not going to chalk up Green Bay that's just one game but there are some struggling offenses and 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 you worry about some of them I'm not worried about the Patriots I feel like their track record they'll figure it out Okay, they're going to figure this shit out. But, that being said, Denver looked good. And so did Drew Locke. Now he had a couple of interceptions. One of them was pretty bad. But, he also looked damn good. And I know it doesn't really show on the stat sheet. And that they just got a bunch of field goals. But if you go and look at those throws. He had about four or five. He had a handful of fucking touchdown type throw like great throws if they're caught likely touchdown four or five of them in the red zone throughout the day they were just dropped missed he could have had two or three touchdowns on his fucking you you know what i mean like and don't get me wrong good defense by the patriots in those situations they did tighten up in the red zone but damn damn But, you know, doesn't look perfect, but it's, it's, it's not a bad game to start if you're, Drew, if you're a Broncos fan, Drew Locke, because it could have gone way worse. But, hey, you come out, you take the ball down the field, damn near every drive. You don't get in the end zone, okay, but you got a great field goal kicker behind you. You're making plays. You beat the Patriots. Positives. Yes. Okay, now, now we got to get into the infirmary, discuss all these injury shits from the week. Now, Mark Ingram busted up his ankle a little bit in the game, but it sounds like he's going to be okay after their bye week, which will be in week seven. So come week eight, sounds like Ingram will be okay. I don't know why it matters. I don't know what to say about that running back game right now. Or the running game right now for the Ravens. Um, But yeah. They seem to be, hey, they're winning. So, it's what matters. Devontae Parker. He left his game with a groin injury, as I mentioned previously. See how it plays out this week. Joe Mixon has a foot issue. They're awaiting some results on that. So, we'll see how that goes later on in the week. Melvin Gordon, KJ Hamler are set to return for the Broncos for week seven. Maybe Noah Fant. We'll see. We may or may not get Fant. Not for the Fant of heart. 
<laughs> I know. That was fucking terrible. What are you going to do? Zach Ertz, he's out for multiple weeks with an ankle injury. Miles Sanders suffered a knee injury in the game. You saw that on Sunday. Sounds like he's going to be out Thursday night football, but there's a good chance he comes back after that. So he's not to be he's not thought of to be long term. Darius Slayton seems like he reaggravated the foot. He was limited in practice on Monday. Raheem Mostert, who left the game Sunday night. He's got a fucking ankle sprain. And he is likely IR bound. But coming back from IR for the 49ers will be Talvin Coleman. So, of course, Jarek McKinnon. But if you've got Tevin Coleman on your IR, just saying. Just saying. Might be time to let him get a rid of it. Now, let a week play out and see. But they like using multiple backs. <clears throat> So I don't think it'll be solely the Jarek McKinnon show, if you know what I mean. <sighs> yeah. Sam Darnold. It's about the last one to talk about. He's going to miss another game. Most likely. And this is just crap. Because to me, this feels like the Jets are just uh, letting Adam Gase ruin the Jets so that they can get the number one pick. Now, whether they want to do that to get a haul to help Sam Darnold or whether they want to do that for Trevor Lawrence, it's just shitty. It's Real-life football tanking is, is kind of shitty. Because it sucks for the fans, you know? And yes, it could be really good for the fans. But on the other hand, you got to fire this Adam Gase. So are you keeping him to make sure you don't start winning games? Because remember they tried to do that, remember? And they had Fitzpatrick. That was the year they had Fitzpatrick, and then they just started winning games. It was that with Todd Bowles, I think. And then they didn't get as high of a pick, and they got Sam Darnold. But I don't think Sam Darnold's that bad. The fucking organization and the coach have fucking ruined him. Now, what I think needs to happen, Sam Darnold needs a change of scenery. You need to get him away from Adam Gase. As you can see with all these other NFL players... What happens when they get away from Adam Gase? Oh, they start to do much better, eh? Yes, because fuck Adam Gase. Now, if you ask me, I'd say trade Sam Darnold to Pittsburgh. Because who better to put right behind Big Ben? I know everybody was like Cam Newton or Jameis Winston, but I think Sam Darnold. I think he'd be the right guy to put behind Ben. And he could step in when Ben takes... Because that would be a great situation for Darnold. Receiving weapons. Running back weapons. A good offensive system. A awesome head coach in Mike Tomlin who swears to defend every blade of grass and make those splash plays. Because we love Mike Tomlin's talk around here. <laughs> he cracks me up. But just give him a chance, damn it. Just trade him away. Poor Darnold. Just give the man a chance. Give him a chance. Game over, man. Game over. That's right. I did those in reverse this time. Not on purpose. That was a goof. <laughs> ah. Before we go, before we get out of here. 
little Thursday night football prognosis from yours truly. Now, it's kind of a yucky game. The Giants at the Eagles. I could see it being lower scoring. I could also see Philly kind of putting it to the Giants, but the the Giants' defense isn't terrible. Isn't god-awful. I do kind of like Boston Scott in place of Miles Sanders. He does run. He's fucking fast. Boston Scott's fast. And I do think, as I mentioned before, the whole Travis Fulgham situation, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, I can't imagine them coming back this week on a short week, but maybe, maybe they do. But I still think Travis Fulgham is going to get his. Carson Wentz seems to like him a lot. Now, there was a mention that Jalen Hurts might get more involved, so we'll see what that means. Could we, at some point this season, see Jalen Hurts inserted as a starter? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. There I, there I go again. Starting with that all all that we'll see shit. And then on New York side, I don't, yeah, blah. Darius Slayton. If he's okay and he plays, I don't know how you sit him. I mean, even a little banged up on a shitty team, he still seems to find a way. So, I enjoy me the Darius Slayton. And, furthermore, we'll take a little waiver wires. I mentioned Boston Scott, how I like him for Miles Sanders. Now, if you play a lot of Dynasty Leagues, particularly deeper Dynasty Leagues, like these, you know, waiver wires, the, the... that kind of don't exist, right? Because your your benches are so deep, there's not there's just not a lot out there. But if you know, and you're not listening to this this pod, if you're into just regular old fantasy football, right? Because we kind of know some stuff around here, right? We're not gonna you know preach to the average player. This is if you're in deeper into fantasy football, you know, as I said, guillotine leagues, dynasty leagues, all that sort of stuff. But Good players to look at for the waivers, trading, anything like that. Boston Scott, as I mentioned. Um, Sterling Shepard, Denzel Mims, if you are in standard leagues. These are two guys coming back from injured reserve. Also, guys, I would look at trying to trade for in Dynasty. Adam Humphreys, see if he's available anywhere. I'm sure he's been picked up because he's been playing really well without Corey Davis. Now, if Corey Davis comes back, maybe that goes away. But on the other hand, He's been working really well in the slot for Tannehill and the Titans. I could see that sticking around. I could see that sticking around. And right now, Darnell Mooney is one of those rookies out there that I think you need to keep an eye on because it does seem like he's getting a little more love than Anthony Miller right now. And that's something to take notice too. Now, the Bears' offense isn't anything spectacular, but we also got to see it evolve. You know, you got to remember, granted, six weeks you know, 10 games left, you could say, hey, over a third of the way there, okay, okay, yeah, but, you know, no preseason, things like that, you know, I just think we're still, some of these teams we're still seeing find themselves, and as you're seeing some teams really coming together, like the Steelers and and the fucking, the the Cardinals, they're really coming together, some other teams, eh, still works in progress, so, see, we'll see how it goes. I did it again. But Tevin Coleman, that's another one coming off IR. And then, oh, Albert O. Albert O. He only had a couple of catches, but it was like 45 yards in the game Sunday. So if Noah Fant's out again, Albert O. 
Just saying. Just saying. James Washington, I've talked about him. Maybe that's someone you can get in a low-key trade just to see what happens. And, again, standard leagues on the waiver wire. Dontrell Inman, someone who could potentially be out there in a dynasty league. He does seem to be getting the second-most targets on that Redskins offense, right behind McLaurin. So, and he's already had a few games this year where he's had some touchdowns. So keep an eye on him. K.J. Hamler, Tim Patrick from the Broncos. Again, maybe you can get him in a trade. Maybe they're on the waiver wire. Who knows? All I know, keep an eye on them. With Drew Locke back, I could see this offense getting a little more, a little more fiery. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Anyway. Ah. <sighs> A little Thursday night talk, a little waiver chatter. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Really, I don't. I, I, waiver is a hard topic to discuss for me because most of what I do in fantasy football is dynasty leagues and you know deep roster dynasty leagues. So there's hardly ever shit on the waiver wire worth a damn. You know. So it's hard to kind of discuss, and I guess I really don't care to discuss, like, standard-type stuff, because to me that seems so obvious, and the people that, the kind of people that would listen to this and that are diehard fantasy footballers, they don't need some of that content, because to them, it's obvious. You know, you want to get into the deeper, yes, the more, yes, the more, what's the word, obscure, yes, the more obscure information. Yeah, but when it really comes down to it, that's what I got for you on the waiver wire. Now, let's go ahead and close up shop. But I did want to point out, it's it's about that halfway point of the season. 13 weeks, right? We just completed six. It's time to start kind of evaluating where you're at. You know, are you ready to make a playoff run? Do you need to make a couple trades to add depth or bolster your roster? Do you need to start looking at playoff schedules to kind of take a look and see what where your guys are going to be at when it comes to your playoff schedule? Or, you know, in a dynasty league, are you one of those teams that, hey, you've had a really rough start because, fuck, it's 2020. And, hey... You might just need to sell a few pieces or something like that and just kind of, you know, continue the tank job because, and some people don't like that. Some people don't like tanking in Dynasty. I say whatever. But even if you don't want tanking, you can still, still like half-heartedly, however you want to do it. You know, you sell off pieces and then you start crappier pieces. But it's also an attempt to kind of gain draft picks for those pieces that you're willing to sell. I have a league that, man, I really started out well. And I had a loss where I was the second highest scoring team, lost to the first highest scoring team. And so I'm sitting there not doing so well. Michael Thomas is gone. Nick Chubb is gone. Then Dalvin Cook gets hurt. This is my team. I have shit for people's to I lost Cortland Sutton early on in the year to IR. Like this, this is where things are at with me. And it's a struggle. But I've also I'm also like, I'm gonna get Dalvin back and I'm gonna get Michael Thomas back. And in a few weeks I'll get Nick Chubb back. I could win. 
I can wait because of the, but I'm two and five, two and four, sorry. <laughs> and my, my matchup for next week looks horrendous, and I'm not going to have shit for running backs. <laughs> it's just been a rough one. So I'm at that point. Maybe, maybe it's time. Just sell some pieces for picks. Kind of see what happens next year. Might be at that point in that league, if you know what I mean. So, it's a good time right now to kind of try and start reevaluating and, and looking at where your team's at and what you need to do for the rest of the year moving forward. It's a good point to start doing that. Good point to start doing that. Okay, once again, World Series starts Tuesday night, tonight, tonight, Tuesday night, tonight, tonight, Tuesday night, tonight, tonight. World Series. <laughs> Rays and Dodgers, let's go Rays. I think I'm rooting for this crazy Tampa Bay shit. Fuck it, let the Bucks win the Super Bowl. I don't really give a shit. Be interesting. This crazy Tampa Bay super sports town. <laughs> anyway, anyway. As always, much love to you all. Remember, stay safe, stay vigilant, stay mad. Because... As I always say, all the best of us are, right? All the best of us are mad. That's right. All the mad, all the best. I don't think that's all. Anyway. And I would also say have a wonderful week. Enjoy it. Enjoy the baseball, if you're into that. Enjoy the Thursday night football. Go out and vote. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy your week. And until then... Yes, we'll, 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 we will chat again soon at the end of this week. And now I'm just rambling. Now I'm just freaking rambling. So, so, have a good one. I will leave you for now. Ta-ta. Laters. Welcome to the show. The man's got